Many of us are driven by the pursuit of success, striving to do everything right, be productive, visible, valued, and respected. But imagine being in a situation where you need to make a choice that can make or break your career. It's an all too real dilemma faced by many people who request accommodations due to a disability. In this episode, we'll explore the complexities of disclosure and how unreasonable the experience can be for those seeking support. Hi, I'm Dr. Teresa Haskins, and welcome to Think Differently, the podcast that challenges the status quo and explores the power of neurodiversity to create a more inclusive and accessible world. Together, we will talk about everything from the value of different perspectives to the limitless potential of human beings. We'll explore how embracing differences can lead to endless possibilities and how you can maximize strengths to make a positive impact on the world. So sit back, relax, and join me as we get ready to think differently. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be here with all of you as we head into fall, and I hope you're on track as we begin the final push to the year end. Over the summer, we decided to extend our podcast episode releases to every three weeks, giving us a little more time to balance and focus on family, helping more organizations support neurodivergent individuals, while continuing to provide all of you with the latest insights. We know that 2023 has seen significant developments in the diversity space, and the pace of change continues. And in a world where we're striving for more diversity and inclusion, we're finding more barriers and obstacles to realizing that inclusion at work and in life. But we're also finding more solutions to overcome those obstacles too. As you know, I often discuss the needs of disabled and neurodivergent individuals and how leaders can help them realize their potential by embracing their strengths and providing opportunities for success. But there's one question that's always asked, and that's, when should I disclose my disability to my employer? And the truth is, the answer isn't simple. And what our episode today is all about, because the decision hinges on the organization's culture, the level of psychological safety it provides, and whether you need support at work to be successful. And the challenge lies in the varying interpretation of reasonable accommodations and is also impacted by biases. So let me break down this dilemma and the problem I see with reasonable accommodations. Let's start with the word reasonable. The ADA requires employers to provide reasonable accommodations for disabled employees. And this sounds good until we consider who gets to determine what's reasonable. And that's really problematic because the organization may not agree with the employee, what the employee thinks is a reasonable accommodation for success. And the law leaves it up to the leader and organization's interpretation. So what one company deems is reasonable, another may not. And the second part that's highly problematic and why I think there's a dilemma of disclosure for accommodations is there's a lot of prejudice, discrimination, and stigma regarding people with disabilities. So if an employer believes people with disabilities are less capable, even when they have all the required skills, they're less likely to be considered for full-time employment. 
nor get the accommodations they need. Imagine how this could be a huge dilemma for an employee who may need just a little extra time to complete their work. Say they have ADHD, and maybe more structure and reminders would be helpful in keeping them organized. This might look like having a colleague or manager capture notes and capture deliverable dates and share the minutes after a meeting. When you break it down this way, the accommodation seems reasonable. But for this to be put in place, a person would have to disclose their disability to ensure they receive it. And once you disclose that information, it can't be retracted. While the accommodation is quite simple, the perceptions and other biases that are triggered now that your boss and perhaps your colleagues know you have ADHD, now when you make a mistake, will they attribute it to your disability and not just human error? Perhaps you won't be seen as capable as you once were. And this is why people with hidden disabilities ask the question, should I disclose? We're in this culture where we're promoting psychological safety. We want employee diversity. We say to bring your whole self to work. But how safe is it really to bring your whole self to work? And then the bigger question I have is, Should you have to disclose a disability to get the support you need to be successful in the workplace? If you have physical disabilities, commercial organizations are required to make their buildings accessible. If you have physical disabilities, commercial organizations are required to make their buildings accessible. We know that technologically, more assets and software are already available for text-to-speech and captioning. It's not perfect, but organizations have this technology at the ready today. And there's less need to request one-off accommodations for these issues because our building and technology are becoming more universally accessible to everyone. When we think about other types of disabilities, we know that those with autism and neurodivergences sometimes need additional time to complete work. We know they may need support with organization and executive functioning. Maybe they need a quieter work area. But what is challenging is we could also incorporate these types of structures if we were truly focused on creating a company that was flexible and ready to support people with disabilities and variances and needs. And that's what pains me is as companies, we know that it's less costly today to implement accommodations because we have the technology. We have the architectural requirements. We know how to design different modalities of learning. We know the universal best practices for talent management. And yet we're still requiring disclosure of a disability to provide accommodations on an as needed basis. Why? And the things that we talk about in terms of neurodivergent accommodations, we know these now. It's not a mystery. It's just really a willingness to provide them and a willingness to redesign our structures so that they're standardized. Changes like having questions before an interview and having an opportunity to demonstrate your skill and not basing hiring decisions on presentation skills alone could be applied across to everyone. If we wanna reduce unconscious bias and prejudicial action, then why do we require disclosure for accommodations, asking for private medical information? And it's a circular conversation because we require disclosure for accommodations to justify an employer's willingness and requirement to provide their employees support. 
they need justification to meet people where they are. So the question we really should be asking is, why aren't employers wanting to support their employees' needs to help them be successful? Why are they only willing to modify their approach when required by law? Why are they so afraid of differentiation and approach? So often they talk about and require collaboration and teamwork as a job requirement, yet they get all hung up on employees working the same way with the same resources. Why do we want teams if we want a team of the same people? Teams usually are built on people having various strengths and abilities, that they're stronger together. So why are we so hung up on this? Why can't an employee ask for executive support, like a note taker or meeting minutes? Why can't an employee ask for executive support? And why won't the leader believe that implementing the request would help productivity? Why does a person have to disclose medical information and a disability or deficit to get help at work? The dilemma with disclosure is not that people don't need accommodations, but, and not because we lack access in our organizations, but the willingness to implement the accommodations we have at the ready require a person to disclose things that are personal and put their future employment at risk. But where's the risk to the employer? By creating accommodations only for those with documented disabilities, we're actually increasing inequities because we're treating people as exceptions and we're perpetuating ableist attitudes and prejudicial mindsets against people with disabilities. So we really need to think about the predicament we're putting ourselves in. Because if we say we want to increase the diversity of individuals and increase the inclusion of people with disabilities and promote diversity of a thought and abilities, we need to think about the structures and cultures we're actually creating by our current processes. Are we providing solutions or creating new unintended problems? Almost every employer requisition I've seen asks, do you have a disability? And in an ideal world, you would disclose you have a disability and your employer would meet you and be ready to support you. But the truth is that disability disclosure could actually eliminate you from job consideration because of people's preconceived beliefs and stigmas of who belongs and ultimately who will be successful in their organization. There's a real fear here for people with disabilities. As I talk more about neurodiversity and celebrating our differences, some people say, I would love to tell my employer that I have ADHD. I would love to tell my employer that I'm dyslexic. Many notable celebrities have these issues and people feel proud of their identity. But the truth is we are striving to create psychologically safe workplaces. We're striving to create neuroinclusive and diverse workplaces. We do not live in the future state yet. So while we should be able to bring our whole selves to work, to disclose our disabilities, it's not yet a safe place for most of us to do so. This is why we have these conversations. And this is why I'm telling you we must get past the accommodation dilemma. The ADA needs to rethink reasonable accommodations and start getting more specific and requiring universal design principles for equitable opportunities of disabled people at work. Because too much has changed since the law was put in place. 
There's no reason organizations are not working past providing reasonable accommodations and building universal accessibility for all. So as it stands today, we are still creating barriers to equitable opportunities. We create divisions and perpetuate exclusion by making somebody disclose their private disability to obtain basic workplace supports. Employees have the greatest risk in this exchange, and we need to shift the focus towards accessible solutions that support success. If we're going to combat stigma and assumptions, we must eradicate the mechanisms of othering and ableist structures that put people with disabilities at a counter to those who don't typically need accommodations. And when we can dismantle the structures that create divisions, then we can achieve inclusion and acceptance. So this is an area that will continue to be up for debate. There are people that think reasonable accommodations are enough. And there are people like me that say, true access doesn't require a request. Let's be proactive, not reactive. But I want everyone to consider whether you should have to disclose a disability to get support at work. It's on organizations and their leaders to rethink why they create this barrier to success and access. It is up to organizations to determine why they think people with disabilities must prove themselves worthy to be part of the organization. And when we can start to unpack those thought processes, we can begin the real work. We need to get the ADA to be more consistent with how accommodations are provided and not solely leave it to organizations who may or may not be pro-disability inclusion to make those decisions. We need to stop focusing on justifications for support and we need to start appreciating we all have different needs and paths to success. Because meaningful change starts with a willingness to support individuals as they are, without requiring them to justify why. Thank you for listening to this episode of Think Differently. I hope you found our discussion today insightful and thought-provoking. I want to thank AudioWorks Studios for their exceptional production and recording support. Without their expertise and dedication, this podcast would not be possible. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to share it with others. Your support helps us to reach new audiences and promote neurodiversity in our world. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite platform so that you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. We look forward to seeing you again soon and think differently.